You know that statement, when it rains, it pours? I have always hated that. First of all, I don't particularly love rain, and I definitely don't like it when it pours, especially when it comes to my life. (laughs) I am just sitting here processing all that is happening in my life and took some time to just write it all out and just literally process like what in the hell is happening and and why is it happening and why is it happening all at once like why truly in my life right now is when it rains it it is pouring and as I was sitting here just kind of writing it out there's a few things I always write down in my life whenever I'm going through something I always write down what can I learn from it always I've done that since I was a teenager like when things happen to me how can I learn how can I grow How can I learn? How can I grow? Sometimes in my life, it's just flat out, I've made mistakes and I've got to learn from it. But right now, I haven't done anything. (laughs) It just keeps happening to me. I'm just going about my life, doing my thing, living my life the best way I know how, and shit keeps happening. So I, if you haven't listened to my, you know, last few um, episodes here, we, one, um, I went through a major surgery, which I, I'm still not, not at liberty to share because it is under um, an investigation and it is under, um, it's going through a court process. So I don't have any liberty to share right now all of it, but um, I was very wrongfully done to um, and, it, and it caused a severe near-death experience um, because of the surgery that I had and the lack of um, just, gosh, being a freaking good doctor and just being someone that cares about their patients. And, um, and because of that misfortune, it's now led me, you know, to having an infection. And then I got rid of the infection was sent the ER. And if you didn't listen to that episode, it's a couple episodes back. So listen to that and you can get a little bit of the skinny of that. I am as of today, um, I have been going and seeing a different surgeon, for my post care, and his name is Dr. Kaikenmeister. So, if you are in the Orange County area and are looking for an incredible plastic surgeon that truly cares about you as a person and as a patient, he will treat you like a friend. He is incredible, um, and his name is Dr. Kaikenmeister, and he is in Mission Viejo. He's amazing. I get nothing from just saying that except for just you will love him if you are interested in any kind of plastic surgery. He will talk you out of it if he doesn't think it's appropriate for you or he will hook you up and do an amazing job and and he's incredible. So I can't just say enough great things about him. Um, through my post care and all that I've gone through, he's just been incredible. And today he's like, you look amazing. Everything is healing appropriately get out there, work out, do your thing. You are free to be you. And that is like music to my ears. It has now been 11 weeks since my post-surgery. So that is good news. Um, so number two, if you didn't listen to my last episode, um, a couple episodes back, we were asked to basically evicted from our house. Um, we were renting from a house and we were here supposed to be long-term and we're asked to move out in 60 days. And that was a couple weeks ago. And so led us on this journey of, you know, what about opportunities out there? My husband and I both work from home. So it's like, okay, you know, do we have to stay here in California? Do where else, you know, where else would like to live? So we bought a house. Um, we bought a house in Tennessee on Monday. So it is now Wednesday. 
So on Monday, we bought our house. We flew home Monday night. We have 30 days um, basically before we close on our house in Tennessee and and we're moving. It's crazy. It's happening. Um, and I was walking out to my car. So we landed on Monday night. Tuesday morning, I was like, you know, I'm feeling amazing. I'm going to go to the gym. So I had canceled my membership. And so I'd gone into the gym and brought my ID. And this is going to be an important piece to my story here. I brought my ID and my credit card, which I never usually bring into the gym, but I happened to bring it into the gym that day because I needed to get a new membership. And I was walking out from the gym and I was literally in my mind, I was like, man, it felt so good to lift weights again. You know, I I so needed that because I've just been so in a funk in my head and lifting weights for me is therapy. And I'm just, I'm like, you know, I was literally walking out to my car and I was like, literally like out loud, no joke. Like, thank you God for my kick-ass car, which I will share in just a second about my car. Um, Number two, I was like, thank you God. I'm like able to work out and just take all my aggression and the anxiety and the stress of moving and all that like out in the gym. It felt so good. I'm feeling so good. Click, click, unlock my door. Open up my door to my car. And I literally thought that a giant rock fell out of the sky and hit my car window on the passenger side for a split second. I was like, oh my gosh, what? Like total shock. Then I realized that my center console was open and it hit me. I've been robbed. Someone broke into my car in broad daylight in the most safest neighborhood, like three minutes from where I live in San Clemente. And literally in this like very busy parking lot, someone like broke the entire glass of the passenger side. There was glass all over my car, ripped the interior of my passenger seat. And all he got was a Lululemon fanny pack with a membership to Costco in it and 150 bucks in cash with thousands of dollars of damage. I cannot even begin to explain to you how violated I felt in that moment. Um, If that's ever happened to you, you know what I'm talking about, where you're just like, oh my God, someone, someone literally drove by and like, I'm going to break into this girl's car and grab her belongings because that's what I'm going to do. And it was just, I, I literally stood there in a state of shock. And I called my husband and I'm like, we haven't even been back to California in like 24 hours. And this happened, you know, so I called my husband. I'm like, who do I even call? Like, do I call 911? Like, who do I call? So I did. I called 911. They, you know, put me into the police dispatch. Police came and got a report, which took an hour to wait for the police to come. The police comes and, you know, I give my report of what happened. And then they said, there's a lot of blood in the glass. And so they said, you know, you need to wait for forensic to come so they can get a sample because that's awesome. They got blood. We'll be able to report it. We'll be able to find the person that did this and, and it'll be a felony. So that took another couple hours in waiting, um, for the forensic guy to come and, and, and take the sample of the blood. And, and meanwhile, you know, my husband had come to, you know, canceled all of his meetings that day and, and came and stayed with me the entire time making all the phone calls. I was a little bit state of shock. So my husband was making all the phone calls to, you know, our insurance company and, you know, making sure that, you know, I couldn't 
drive my car because there was glass literally everywhere. So I couldn't even sit in my seat and drive my car. Plus I had this huge, big old broken glass hanging out the side of my passenger door. It's awful. And my husband's like, you know, making all the calls and all that. And, um, I'm sitting there in the, sitting there in the, on the sidewalk in the, you know, in the parking lot. And, you know, as the shock kind of wore off, I think you go through kind of different emotions, right? You go from shock to angry to, for me, (laughs) I, I don't think, I think I passed over the angry part and just was broken. And I want to just kind of share with you something. As you guys know, me and, and and everything I'm about is is all about. I'm all up in my mind, right? I'm all about like strong mindset. And earlier that morning, when I was getting ready um, to go to the gym, you know, I I'd already kind of like had this piece already about moving to Tennessee. Um, but I was like, God, just continue to give me that peace and clarity that this is the right move for my family. And he has a weird way of doing that sometimes. Um, so when I walked out and my car was broken into, I was like, this isn't kind of what I meant. <laughs> this isn't what I meant by clarity. Um, but I'm sitting there and I'm realizing that in this parking lot, five minutes up the road is my kid's private Christian school. And five minutes down the road is where I live. And I'm sitting there watching my husband on the phone, making these calls. I'm looking at my car, looking at my husband, thinking about my kids, school right now, five minutes up the road where this happened, where I live, which is five minutes down the road where this happened. And I want to share with you what happened, just kind of like my process. And I hope that this will help some of you when it comes to processing bad things. When it rains, it pours. I want to I want to help you as the listener right now today in the reality of what I went through and what I'm going through. This literally just happened yesterday of how to get past a place of anger, frustration, and when it rains, it pours situations. Because, you know, we're moved out of our house. I'm in the middle of my healing. Um, we, you know, we bought a house on Monday. This happened on Tuesday. And it's like, where do you immediately you want to go, you want to go psycho, right? And I'm sitting there and I, I put my hand over my heart. And I, at that very moment, I was like, everything in me wants to scream and yell and be so angry because I'm being stripped. I feel like I'm being stripped of everything I love. So I want to pause here a real second about my car. So I drive a Range Rover Sport and I am not really like a car person. I mean, there's some people like, oh, Lamborghini, Maserati, blah, 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 you know? I'm not that girl. Um, I've never, I'm like, I appreciate good cars, but I don't really need to drive them. And I, about a year ago or less, um, I told my husband, I said, you know, I have this like thing for Range Rover Sports, but I never, ever wanted to get one because they're expensive. And I never want to do it, you know, financially, if it's going to like take away from us building wells, we build clean water wells in Africa. So I'm like, if it takes away from our giving, if it takes away from our family, like I'll never do that. But if we ever, I just told myself, like nonchalantly, I said, if I ever get to a place in my business with my life and my business, businesses, I should say, um, I want to get that car because it's kind of badass. (laughs) And I said... I want to get a car that every time I get in it, I feel like a badass. And I said, even on my bad days, I'll feel like a badass. And my husband's like, okay, you know, just kind of laughed it off. So 
long story short, um, about a less about a less than a year ago now, um, we were financially in a place where it didn't put a strain on our giving and it didn't put a strain on our finances. And I told my husband, I said, with COVID and everything, the only piece of life that I have is is basically driving around my kids everywhere. And I just want to be like cool. I just want to be like a badass. Like even when I'm like going through carpool as a mom and driving my kids every single place, I, I just want to feel cool. Like I just want to feel cool. <laughs> and so I told my husband, this is the kind of car I want. I want a Range Rover Sport, white, black roof, red interior, like total badass, right? And uh, this has been my car. So I had told my husband, I said, with when I had, so this was like a couple weeks ago. I said, you know what, babe? When I had, I was in my sweats and sweater, no makeup, looking like a complete train wreck with the IV in my arm um, to, to get my antibiotics. I had to drive to the doctor's office to go for a checkup um, with all of my health, you know, my healing conditions. And I had, I still had the IV in my arm. I was wearing baggy sweats, baggy sweater, no makeup, looking like a hot mess. I got into my Range Rover and I'm like, oh, I'm still a badass. <laughs> and it was like, it was like my one thing in life where I was like, okay, I feel, I feel awesome. Even though I feel like total crap, I feel awesome when I get in my car. And it's been a funny thing is I told my husband every day I get in my car, even though I'm in my sweats and I'm going, I'm driving myself to all these stinking appointments. I'm grateful for them, but truly I've been a patient for like the past 11 weeks. And basically every time I get in my car, it's been to drive to some kind of appointment for my healing, whether it's a lymphatic massage, a doctor checkup, the hyperbaric chamber that I was in, um, going into every single day to heal. Um, you know, it just, but I got in my car and I felt cool. So I share all of this to tell you as I'm sitting there in the sidewalk and I put my hand over my heart and I'm looking at my car with all the glass everywhere. And I'm like, you, and I look, I'm talking to God. And I'm like, you are stripping me of everything I love. And you are making me see. Oh, cry. You're making me see, God, what is the most important in reminding me of the three things that I thought of when I felt like I was dying. Because now you are stripping me of every materialistic thing in my life that I love. You're taking me from the home that I have told you I loved and I've been so grateful for. You're stripping me of of this car that I love that's made me feel like a badass. You're stripping me of of where I live and why, you know, living by the ocean and all of my, you know, my friends that are here, you're, you're stripping me of this incredible weather that I absolutely love. You're stripping me, God, of every single thing that I've had my hand on of like, please don't take this. Please don't take this. And I literally looked up as I've got my hand over my heart, my eyes are closed. And I look up and I felt like God was like, because that's your home. And I saw my husband sitting there, standing in the parking lot, walking back and forth, talking to our insurance company. I'm like, yeah, because that's, that's it. It's my husband, my kids, and making a difference. 
that's what matters. Everything else does not matter. And I don't take it with me when I die. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where I live as long as I'm with that man. He is my home. It doesn't matter if my car is broken or if it is all bent up and out of shape. It doesn't matter. I have my husband and my boys and my health, and that's what matters. It doesn't matter what home I live in just as long as I'm living in a home with my boys and my husband. And I felt in this moment as everything, I'm looking at my life and I'm like, man, God, I feel like Job. If you don't know the story of Job in the Bible, God literally takes everything from him. His family, he, he strips him of, he, he gets his bad health. He strips him of his house. His, he was a very wealthy man in the Bible and God stripped him of everything. And the devil was just basically like, the devil was just, you know, telling him like, curse God and die. Right. And he's like, no. And he kept praising and he kept, he kept pressing in and God gave him tenfold back what he had lost. And I was thinking, it's really cool to read that story, right? Cause we know the ending. We know that Job gets tenfold back, but Job didn't know that when he was going through it. We don't know what we get when we're going through it. All we can control is our attitude and our mindset. And I felt this like bitterness start to come up in me toward the person that decided to bang up my car and steal my fanny pack out of my car. And I'm sitting there in this moment where God is like just stripping of all of it. And I'm, rem- and I'm reminded of, of what I felt when I was dying. And I'm reminded of what is truly important to me. And I release it. I was like, God, I forgive whoever. He's, they're going to get, you know, they're going to get, in, they're going to get found and whatever's going to happen to them. But I forgive them. I forgive them for what they've done. And, and I release my anger. I release my bitterness. I release all of that. What are you trying to do here? And if, if you, you had to do that to give me clarity and peace about moving, if you had to do that to remind me of what is truly important, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to receive that right now for myself. And when my husband and I, we, we literally spent like six hours in the parking lot, no joke. And last night, and my husband and I, you know, we get the kids home, we get the, them fed, all that stuff. And the kids are taking showers and all that, you know, it was just me and my husband and he was like, you know, going to be a lot of shit that happens, <laughs> right? Like in life, babe, like we've been married for 17 years. We've gone through all kinds of stuff. But as long as we've got each other, we're good. I'm like, man, babe, I felt the same thing. Like even in the midst of like the move, I'm like, if, if you're in it, I'm good. It, in the midst of, you know, when I was in the hospital and I felt so alone and you showed up to the ER, I was like, I'm good. I can do this. He's here. And, and in the midst of, you know, this, you know, with my car and my situation and all that, it's like, but I'm alive and I'm, and you're here and we're good. And I was very much reminded that I had a dear friend of mine that lost her husband just recently. And you're reminded how much relationships, your relationships, your family, your, your spouse, your, the people that you surround yourself with, that is so important. 
And it doesn't matter the materialistic crap. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where where you live as long as you are with your loved ones and your home, your family unit is close and tight, right? And you know, I had a few people ask me, you know, what what prompted Tennessee? And I said, well, what prompted it is my parents moved there. Um, and family's important, you know, and, and we don't know how much time we have left. We're not given our promises of how long we have left. And I thought, you know, moving in Tennessee, it's going to be amazing. And the boys will be closer to their grandparents and they will be able to have these amazing memories. And it's not going to be a decision I'm going to regret. I'm not going to look back and go, man, sure. We shouldn't move closer to those grandparents so they could have all this time together. No, it's going to be, it's going to be a decision. I'm going to be so thankful that I did because I'm, because I live my life now so much more about family and about my importance and the legacy I leave behind versus materialistic stuff. And, and I guess God needed to do one more thing of how much I love my car to get me to a place of truly like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And so as I was processing all this, I was like, do I, do I share this in my podcast? Like, do I come on here? I'm like, you know what? I share everything, right? I'm an, I'm an open book, as y'all know. And I really just feel like someone else needs to hear. Someone else here listening needs to hear that that is not important. That thing that you keep thinking about, that thing that is that unforgiveness, that bitterness, it doesn't matter. That maybe you've been in a car accident or, you know, someone hit you in a car and you're still holding on to that bitterness or maybe it just happened to you. You're still holding on to it. Let it go. And think about, get, get real, get really real with yourself about what you focus on, about where you spend your time. Because here's what I've, and I've said in a podcast before, because I don't care how much you tell me that you care about certain things. Your time will tell me what you care about. If you open up your calendar, if you tell me that your family is the most important thing, but you pull up your calendar and you spend most of your time away from them, your time is actually telling me who you care about, not your, you telling me, your calendar is. Because where you spend your time, where you invest your time, that's what matters. And so I want to encourage you is on two things. I wrote these down for you today. It's one, let it go. Let go of the unforgiveness. Let go of the bitterness. Let, let go of, of the materialistic crap. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it does not matter. And then number two is how can you learn and how can you grow? Is in difficult times when you, when you want to just, <laughs> like me, just sit in a corner and cry and feel sorry for yourself, it's like, okay, this is happening for me, like I've said before, right? This is happening for me. So how can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? And what is ultimately God really wanting to do in my life with this? Because here's the thing that I've learned is when God opens a door, sometimes he closes them too, like I've talked about. But sometimes when God opens a door, the enemy is going to try really hard to keep you from walking through that. And he will try every tactic that is your weakness to get you to be distracted, to not go and do the thing that God is calling you to do. And you have to recognize that. And I do, 
And I did. I'm like, I see what the enemy is trying to do here. He's trying to pull us all off course, trying to get my mind all twisted up and all the stuff I got going on and then throw me another, you know, thing in the, in the mix with this car, you know, being broken into. And it's like, no, I I refuse to allow myself to focus on that, to, to put myself in a place where I'm, I'm losing my joy. And then I miss out on the incredible opportunities that God has for me. So don't let him do it. Recognize it. Recognize what the enemy is trying to do and then say, no, 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 this is happening for me. And I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. I'm going to be better. And I'm going to walk into every single thing that God has for me because it is not happening to me. It's happening for me.